Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Wednesday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the like button on this video as well as all our other videos. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Big Red Zone. And tell a friend. Today, we have our one of our favorite guests on the show. Jack Moran is here. Uh, we're going to break down the uh, championship weekends with the Bengals game and the Rams game, predict our Super Bowl winners. We'll also talk about the potential retirement of Tom Brady. It's not confirmed now, so we'll have to go over that. All that and more on this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As always, I'm joined by Danny Football. What's going on? What's going on? Champion. I should say champion of his soccer league, Danny Sunday Football. League co-ed champion. Of Clinton, Mass. Washed up <laughs> athlete champion. Uh, hey, a ring's a ring. That's all I have to a say. A ring is a ring. Yeah, I'm going to take ring, that ring. t-shirt. But I'll introduce another champion. We got the oh, yeah. Bob's Bald Spot BMF I, I was champion. I was getting that credit. Uh, big, big congrats to our our southern uh, my southern uh, pal too, southern yeah. division pal Jack Moran is here today. How you doing, Jack? I'm good, boys. Glad to be back. It's been a been a minute. Definitely uh, been a couple months since I've been here. So good to uh, always good to come back to Big Red Zone. What's going on with you guys? I haven't seen you guys. Haven't really talked too much shit since I won my champion. <laughs> uh, I put uh, it might be my time. I went, I went underground once Jack won his championship. Oh, yeah. I, there was nothing said. I think the last time actually all three of us saw each other was the Sox game. One of the yeah. best games. That was the that last was good game. The last good game. Legit. And then I, I don't think we've talked since Jack won his championship because it was it was just too much trash talk. I, can't. I had years of pent-up shit to talk <laughs> to you. Years. Yeah, hey, Kid well shows deserved. up in a 5-0 and o shirt and has a beat me. <laughs> He cursed I, I, himself. It, he mushed I, himself. I literally am. I'm burning that shirt. I haven't burnt it yet. I don't know where it is. I gotta find it. I'm burying it, burning the ashes. I'm getting rid talk of that about shirt. Bolton board material. I don't know that that, that may have expi- inspired Jack to go on a that, dynasty run right now. It might. I don't know. I lost in the championship last year. Finally, he broke through and won it this year. Felt good. Felt Better than the Chiefs. Good. Better than the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dynasty. I was gonna say a dynasty. Uh, you're kind of on pace for the Chiefs dynasty of winning one championship and being to a Super Bowl. Now, if you go next year, you're in three. You're the same as the Chiefs. That's all you need yeah. is three Super Bowl appearances and a championship, I guess, to be a dynasty now. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Uh, no, what? They only have two appearances, don't they? No, they have. Oh, two. This no. is gonna be the third. Yeah, because they so. went. They they lost against the. They beat the forty. No. They beat the we 49ers. went into Arrowhead and so did Joey lost. B. Yeah, uh, that's they beat right. The 49ers and lost to Tom. Right. They they won two years ago, lost last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just can't beat Tom Brady. That's it. Or Tom Brady or Jr. Joe Burrow. Yeah, not, they're the only two. Tom Brady Jr. Joey yes. Burrows, Tom Brady Jr. I can't uh, believe that. That was an unbelievable game. I mean, we'll we'll jump right into that with the weekend recap. And we'll talk about uh, first off, KC versus the Bengals. Um, 
I first of all, I mean, it was looking like I think you even tweeted out, Jack. This game is going just how I thought it was going to go. It was twenty-one to three, uh, and it was looking like Casey was just going to dance to the uh, championship, which I think everyone. I don't think anyone surprised that one would have did the Bengals at all for that. Like the Bengals are playing with house money at this point. And now, and then they just upset them. And now they're kind of like, man, I could see this team winning the championship. It was, it was a crazy game. And uh, just reaction, general reactions. I, I know both of us picked the Casey uh, chiefs to win last week. So just initial thoughts fellas of the Bengals upset. I always thought they had a chance considering that they pulled it out against KC in the regular season, but when it was 21 to three, man, I thought, I don't know if you guys saw any differently, but I thought it was iced. I thought it was over. I thought the chiefs are going to just march on. It's, you know, the dynasty grows. They go to another super bowl two years in a row now. Um, and Joe Burrow said, I'm not so fast, man. I, and Jack was on top of it too. That kid was iced out. He was ready to go. Ice in his veins. He fucking pulled Bro, it out of out. his ass. They played defense in the. In, they played defense in overtime. Who could have fucking guessed it? And they win the game. So, I I couldn't watch it because I was at soccer. I was too busy winning my own championship or more <laughs> than Patrick Mahomes. But we'll see. I I don't know. I want to hear how Jack thought this went down. I thought when. The touchdown to Kelsey, the second one to go up 14 nothing. Was it 14 3, 14 nothing? I think it was 14 3. I think it was. Whatever it was, when Mahomes, like, he should have got sacked, broke out, did what fucking Pat Mahomes does, and uh, and he got that touchdown to Kelsey, I thought that was it. Uh, Casey's, Casey's the one team you can't get in a firefight with. No matter how good your offense is like Cincy, obviously they they're loaded at receiver Mixon's a dog. I mean that their defense played out of its mind at the second half. Like, I don't know how Eli Apple was like, he had big plays yesterday. And honestly, he was the changing point in the game. If Tyreek takes his ankle and jukes him out and scores there at the end of the first half, I don't, I don't think they win. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a huge stop credit. at the end of the first half. I mean, Joey B played out of his mind in the second half. The Bengals D played out of their mind. I, I can't believe. Like as soon as I saw the Chiefs get the ball, I was like, "Here we go!" Like in OT, we. I just thought it was going to be a repeat of last year or last week, and they. Sh- I don't think they should have won last week. Like. I mean, the, the Bills shot themselves in the foot with the 13 seconds left. They really shouldn't have been in that situation. And honestly, if the Bills played the Bengals, I think the Bills probably would have won. But uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like the the Chiefs D-line coach has to get fired. You saw how Tennessee took the Bengals offensive line out behind the woodshed. You got <laughs> one sack. You have Chris Jones. Melvin Ingram had a really good game. So they might have had two. I think he had a sack late. But Ingram looked like had a good game. Like you have names. You have pass rushers. Like, dude, I, I mean, I know t- uh, Tennessee's probably got the better pass rushers. But you have to get pressure on them. You saw how bad that O-line looked. Yeah. you And they only have one. I looked it up. I just looked it up. Only one sack allowed for the Bengals. 
and that's okay. that's that's cr- and especially we talked about like i think we've talked about in the past especially like when we were talking about the draft going into this Bengals year how we said we debated a lot of us was like is jamar chase the right play should we they have drafted that um o-lineman their o-line is awful pretty bad and yeah. the fact that you only got one sack on Joey Burrow. And I mean, a couple of those that Joe, especially at the second half, he just played out of his mind. He got that one that he like ran all over the field and just got out of the sack. Like that's like, he pulled him he, yeah. And someone said it was like Eli Manning esque. It was like the helmet cat. Like it was like that same type play. Like if you had him by the shoulders, he got out of it, had him by the ankles and he just stepped out of it. And then he gets a first down. Like, you kind of got to make those plays. And I'm glad you mentioned the, cause I thought with the coin toss, it was over, but it's like we talked about last week. The part of the coin toss is it's not over. Once you get the ball, your defense has to make a play. And if you don't have faith in your defense, I mean, you have no spot being there and they proved why that rule is in place. Cause the defense came up big and that's why they won that game. The defense played out of their mind. They got punched in the mouth to start the game but they yeah. tightened up in the second half and they played an unbelievable second half of football. Um, yeah. I forget. Was it, I can't remember if this is OT or in the fourth quarter, but I think one of the Bengals like dropped a pick. I, I think it was OT. I think it was Eli it, Apple. It might've been Eli Apple. It was, it, it was, was, yeah. Ironically, it was Eli. Apple. He just, it was right in his hands and he dropped it. I think it was. Oh a, yeah, it was. Um, it was yeah, the first was. fourth quarter. It was the fourth quarter because they came down and tied the. It would have been over. I think that's when it was because if they got the interception, it would have been over. Or am I mixing up with the 49ers game? I thought for some reason I thought it was like first down in the in the uh, yeah. overtime session. Regardless. Regardless, yeah. As soon as he dropped that, I was like, "Oh, it's over!" Like you just can't give Mahomes second chances like that. Yeah. But I, I don't know, man. Like, Joe Burrow is him. He He's is. legit, dude. One yeah. full season, I mean, he goes I, to the Super Bowl, man. One full season. Dude, it was looking funny. I saw a, a Twitter post. It was like uh, a picture of Zach Taylor and a picture of Ed Orgeron. Uh, Coach <laughs> o. They were like, they're like, Joe Burrow asked both these men if they were ready to go to the promised land and told them to hop. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> And I, I think I heard he has a chance to be the third player in NFL history to win a college championship, national championship, and a Super Bowl. Like, there's only a couple other people, and I think it's Joe Namath. And, it's um, Namath and Montana for Natty and Super Bowl. He'll be the only one to do it with a Heisman. Yeah, I think only one to do it with the Heisman, the number one, and then both the championships, which is crazy because he's going to do it in three years. Well, if, <laughs> if he wins. If, which, if they that's win this a year. big that's a big if. That's crazy. Like, and I mean, I we'll get to it. Yeah. Say again? Well, I mean, no, we'll, we'll, get... we'll just wait to that. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll get to the Rams because the Rams are a legit team. Um, oh. He has his hand. He's gonna, that's going to be a good game. And it, it's going to be like a super, finally a Super Bowl. I really don't care who wins because it's like I'm happy with either yeah. result. But um, one more, th- a couple more things on this KC Bengals game. I, I heard this. They were saying the end of the KC dynasty. Do we consider this? Kansas City team a dynasty? No, I don't. Multiple yeah, that's like everyone was saying is a dynasty, and they won one championship. You can't, lost go, not, you can't go one of two and then just not go back. That's just not how yeah. it works. It's that's like Seattle being a dynasty, right? It's the same thing. Or right. the the um the Broncos, 
Like just because you went to two Super Bowls doesn't make you a dynasty. Right. Like if that, I, if that's the case, were the Bills a dynasty in the nineties? Oh, and yeah. Four? No one yeah. treats like, them like one. God damn. No. Well, that's what I was gonna say. It's like the Patriots had to win three. They won three in four years in the third one. They, yeah, they said on the third one they said it's a dynasty. That and I think that's legit. Like if you win three championships in a small amount of time, I think that's I think that's a dynasty and you're going to suit like, the Chiefs went if the Chiefs went back, like lost their first Super Bowl and then went back to back, I'd probably be okay with it. Yeah. Just because like you know how young everyone is there. But you gotta think about it. I saw a stat earlier. Mahomes cap hit went goes from seven million this year to thirty six million next year. Yeah. That's fucking huge. Window's closing, man. Window the, is closing. As soon the, as you pay the quarterback, that window closes. And we've talked about that with the Mac Jones thing. We got to capitalize on getting those like top receivers in here now or top players in here now when he's on his rookie deal. Mahomes isn't on his rookie deal anymore. He's getting big boy money and they're in trouble. This contract is probably worth some of like the low end sports teams in like the major four. Yeah, like Mahomes probably. Versus the Pirates, dude. <laughs> One thing I also want to hear if you've changed your opinion on because we had this debate before the game. Yeah, I think we're back and forth on this. Because uh Port Portnoy put out, I mean, he said Mac Jones was like the fourth best young quarterback, and you very well, smartly is a homer. Mac yeah, Jones. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. But you put out your list, and I actually I think I agreed with your list. I just put it was just the two of them were flipped. Were flipped, yeah. I said and, if we're talking like the best young quarterbacks been in the league like five years or left last. I said Mahomes was 1A. Josh Allen was 1B. And I think that you could – I mean, I'm not saying Josh Allen is better, but I think it, oh, it's, probably, it's one Mahomes, two Josh Allen. But I think, like, the difference in them two is closer than people think. Yeah, I think I, Josh Allen is a stud. I agree with that, and I, my one reason I put him below is the same reason I have Joey Burrow ahead of this other person you're going to mention yeah. is because he hasn't been able to get over the Mahomes hump. He, and I get he's not playing against Mahomes. He's playing against the KC defense, but he's not able to yeah. get his team yet. And he, he, was this, he was 13 seconds away from doing that, getting yeah. his team, which is – I don't put that on – that kind of contradicts yeah, I mean, it's not his fault. His defense it's not his fault. His defense couldn't stop couldn't get a stop. Yeah. I but, I also don't think I could confidently put Josh Allen number one, like definitively over Mahomes just because of that game. Like yeah. Mahomes does have the track record, but yeah. Allen's coming quick. Yeah, like, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that could change next year. But anyways, you had three. Who did you have three? I had Herbert three, and I had Joey Burrow three, yeah, and then and Herbert I had four. Burrow four, and we were going back and forth. Joe Burrow's got it. He just has it. He yeah. has that it factor. I still think arm talent, Herbert's probably better. And if you gave Herbert, if you gave Herbert the weapons, like I know Keenan Allen's good. Mike Williams is good. Austin Eckler's good. Yeah. None of them are Jamar Chase. Like you could maybe make an argument that T Higgins is better than Mike Williams. So you could argue both the wide receivers are better. And then, I mean, Tyler Boyd's better than any number three that he has. Right. And 
Honestly, I think I I would say Eckler's probably better. Yeah, I would say he's better than Mixon. Mixon had a hell of a year. I think he's more well-rounded. Yeah. I just think, I don't know. I mean, after seeing what Joey Burrow's doing, I I think you easily make the case for three. It's like 3A, 3B, honestly. But I think Joe Burrow has that it factor and that swagger and that confidence, and we haven't seen that out of Herbert yet. So I'm almost inclined to go with Burrow at three, honestly. I just think I, I I agree with what you said. I I do think the weapons talent, I think you could go with wide receiver wise. I think the edge does go to Burrow. You have to say it because he does have, he has, like you said, Tyler Boyd's better than any three wide receiver that he has. Mike Williams, I think is, you know, he's really good. And who knows if he's going to even stay there. He's a free agent. And then Keenan Allen, I think is legit. And I think, but I do think the running back, advantage goes to uh herbert but anyways i think that it factor is why i put him ahead that i don't know i haven't seen that from herbert and i i i feel like herbert can be like that i mean we talked about it in fantasy football in all our drafts i wanted herbert this year in every single league because i think he's legit yeah but joey burrow i just feel like he has that he has the leadership quality, which I'm not saying Herbert doesn't, but he has that quality. That's just like, it's the swagger. He's like, I'm going to win a game. You beat me. He looks at you in the face and says, you can't beat me. And I'm going to win a championship. Yeah. And I just think that in his second year and really his first full year of not being hurt. Like, it's like, I, I just want to see that. Cause they kind of have had even years, right? Like Herbert's first year, he didn't start right away. Cause of the other, cause you know, he was the backup and then he played it. He didn't play a full season. This is his first full season. Same thing with Joey. And I mean, he has a chance to win comeback player of the year. He has a chance to be a Super Bowl MVP. He has a chance to be, win a Super Bowl like that. I put I put higher stock in that than Joey Burrow because like, you're right. The division's pretty good. You know, his division's really good. But I mean, there's teams in the AFC like we talked about. I feel like you got to have some of those games that he lost. And there's games that he lost where they only scored seven points in the game. Like you gotta, you gotta do better than that. Yeah, right? that, that's fair for sure. Let's move on to the second game. Um, 49ers Rams. Um, it's a tough way. I, and I say this, I think it's pretty definitive. Now it's a tough way to end Jimmy's time with the 49ers, especially cause he didn't play so bad. Like, I don't think he, this was probably the best of the playoff games, yeah. right? Would you say this is the best of his playoff games? He, he played it like this is his best numbers, I think. Uh, yeah, but I think I think it just comes down to he wasn't great in the fo- fourth quarter, especially, but the second half he was all right in the first half. But I mean, now here's the thing, because I, I I think, I mean, they had a ten point lead going into the fourth quarter, they blow it. Um, Rams win, and Rams I think are the better team, and I'm excited to see the Rams against the Bengals, but. Do you, I think they're going to put the blame on Jimmy. They're, I think the Rams, uh, the 49ers were in like a win-win situation. They won. I mean, I guess it was a win-lose. It kind of worked out better that they lost because now they can say, all right, this is our, you know, Lance is our guy. We're getting rid of Jimmy. It proves why we need Lance, blah, blah, blah. But I think this looks bad on Kyle Shannon, to be honest with you. I think I heard this stat today, and it's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, if you look at his last three playoff losses as a coordinator or a head coach, this one, he was outscored 10 to nothing. The chiefs one, I think he was scored outscored 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter. 
and the Pats one, he was outscored like 19 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He's, he's been outscored, I think, 50, 50 something to nothing. You do the math in the fourth quarter, the last three playoff games as a def- off, uh, defensive coordinator, or off, whatever coordinator position or mm-hmm. and head coach. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something to look at because we talk about him being one of the best young coaches in the league. And the guy just chokes in the fourth quarter of big games. I, I just I I let me I'll say Jimmy, I don't think is Jimmy has his faults. I think I said something to say is Jimmy's the guy that throw is a pit starting pitcher that has a four something ERA but 18 wins. Like he's just a guy that gets wins, but he it's I saw ugly. someone say Rick Porcello when he won his Cy Young. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like he's, he's like Dice K, dude. Dice K always had like a three eight and had eighteen to twenty wins. Like yeah, he but he wins. So it's like I don't know, but I think I think some the 49ers, I mean, I they're they got their guy, but next year is gonna be the year for Shanahan because when you're outscored 50 something to nothing in the fourth quarter in your last three games, that's, that's saying something as a coordinator. Oh, yeah, it's brutal, no, I was going to, I was going to mention it. If you didn't, the King, the dude is just the King of choking in the fourth <laughs> quarter. I don't, I don't know what it is, but anytime it's a big game, a big spot and it comes down to those last couple of minutes, the dude just can't close. And you, you said it yourself. It, if, if it's QB change and things stay the same, then it's going to be Kyle Shanahan's ass. Yeah. And I, the other part of it is Sean McVay was doing everything he could to give the 49ers their, the game. Like he has a terrible challenge. It was one of the worst challenges. That challenge. challenge was insane. It was totally useless. He wasted time out early on a challenge that was really the same thing. It was like, I don't get the point of challenging that play. So now he's down to two timeouts. He wastes a timeout on a, to avoid a delay a game. So now he's down to one timeout. And then he uses the last challenge to literally get the same result he would have got if he didn't challenge it. It would have been just Dude, a punt to him. I was like yelling at my TV. I'm like, what are you doing? Like for what, what realistically, if he won that challenge, what is it? 20 yards of field right. position. There's 10 minutes left. It's not like there's three minutes left. and You need that 20 yards. There is 10 minutes left. Like, I was legit sitting there yelling at my TV. I'm like, the risk-reward for this is astronomically stupid to do this. And, it, like, it back, it could have easily backfired him. One of my buddies said it best when we were talking about the game, when it was happening. He's like, I don't care who wins. He's like, I just want to see the timeout come into play. Yeah. Like, whether they can't get the stop and it's a ridiculous field goal or something like that. But – or they like couldn't stop the the 49ers. It, I don't even know. But I will say when it came down to the last the last um drive, me and my roommate were talking about it. I was like, there are only two outcomes that are gonna happen on this drive. You're either gonna get a Jimmy G masterclass drive, or he's mm-hmm. gonna throw a pick. Yeah. <laughs> it was one or the other. Yeah. Um but the one the, the one thing I'll say about the Rams, like about this Rams, getting back to the Rams game. I'm happy for one guy, and that is Matt Stafford. I I can't wait for this guy. Suffered. He was loyal. He stuck with the terrible Detroit Lions, and this guy has a chance to win a championship. I'm happy for him. He won me a championship in fantasy football. 
So I'm looking forward to him trying to get a ring. And I think he has a really strong chance to win the ring because I think this is going to be the best shot they have. Yeah. I think if you think about it, uh, I mean, they want to bring back OBJ. They want to bring back Vaughn Miller. And they will have money because Cup's money's coming off. Or not Cup, sorry. Goff's money is coming off. Um, I think I saw a post yesterday. It was like, they have like $36 million coming off the books and like dead cap. So they have a shot, like for sure. But I mean, it's just so hard to run it back. But yeah, I mean, I'm happy for him. He got out of the purgatory that is Detroit. And it's just, I don't know. Like that. Uh, this is the first Super Bowl in forever that I don't care who wins. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm, I'm happy either way. If, if Joey B gets his first ring, I'm happy. If Matt Stafford gets his first ring, I'm totally fine with that too. Yeah, because I think I almost kind of want to see Stafford get it. Because like you said, this might be his best chance. Yeah. And I mean, Stafford's a baller, dude. If you look at his numbers, he's on pace for like, if he, if you, well, I mean, this was as of like two seasons ago, I'm sure it's probably different because I don't see him playing till 44, just because of how banged up he's been on over the years. And obviously mm-hmm. Brady reset anything. Like his numbers are like super Hall of Fame worthy numbers. Like it's, a, it's crazy. So if he gets a ring, I don't think you really have a debate. I think he's a, at this point, if he even stays remotely average to what he's had for the couple more years, I think he's a bonafide Hall of Famer. 1, I think he's a Hall of Famer, 1,000%. The, the fact that he put up those numbers while playing on trash Detroit teams are, is insane. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, I think going what you said, uh, Zach, that he put up all those numbers with Detroit. He also lost but, Calvin Johnson in his prime. Right. And But now he gets to finish his career with Cooper Cup potentially OBJ, hopefully Robert Woods comes back at least a little healthy. And they got a couple other guys that, that fill in that, um, fill in the wide receiver. Like he's got good weapons now. It's going to be like Brady his last two years. He was just throw like slinging the ball the last couple of years. And he's going to get his numbers up even more. So I, I agree. I want him to win. I think Joey Barrow is going to have plenty more opportunities to win a ring. So I'm kind of rooting for the Rams right now. Uh, and they also get a lot of veteran guys that this could be their last uh, last uh-huh. kick of the can to try to get a championship. So yeah. um, I will say all the pressure I think is on the Rams and Sean McVay because yes. I think McVay, to be honest with you, I said this going into last week, he has the most to lose out of this whole playoff season because, you know, we, he was his first year coach, uh, first playoff thing when he went to the Patriots, lost against the Patriots. And we kind of like, you know, they saw that clip. Uh, NFL films had it when he was like, man, I wonder what Bill's going to do. He's just like drooling over Bill Belichick before the game. And he was kind of like, it looked like he was like not ready for the big spot. Yeah. Now it's been a couple years. He's still young, but he's had the experience. Like, this is it. Like, this is the chance. You have the best chance of winning the Super Bowl. I think he has the most to gain, most to lose and most to gain. Cause if he wins this, now he's kind of like, oh, I'm a Super Bowl winning coach. Um, uh, the Bengals like weren't even supposed to be here. So they they're playing with house money, but the Rams, you went all in, you don't have a first round draft pick for two years. You have the best team right now, best roster, best offense, best defense. Like they have to win. And if he doesn't win, Sean McVay is going to be at the front of the firing line for not winning this game. Yeah. I mean, coming into the year, I, my preseason Super Bowl, I thought the Rams would beat the chiefs. So, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about the Rams winning the Super Bowl. I do think, they're I'm assuming they're going to be favorited, I, but you're right. I, I mean, I do think that all the pressure is on them. And I think 
if McVeigh gives some of these openings that he gave the 49ers, like Joe Burrow might make him pay, honestly. I agree. Real quick, do you want to do our Super Bowl picks? Do we want to pick our Super Bowl picks? Danny Football and I are tied in picks of the week, so this is going to decide the NFL season. Right here, our Super Bowl picks. What do you got? Man, um, I'll let go. you have a one-time change next week too, Daddy Football. So I'll let you. We oh can my change god! It one so time. if anything changes between now and then, yeah. Uh, Bengals. I'm taking Bengals. I'm gonna take the Rams. I'm living and dying with Matt Stafford. Uh, I I think they have the best shot to win at home too. They're in their home stadium. They have a good chance of. winning. I didn't even think Excuse of that. Me? Holy shit! The Bengals are the no, home team. No, no, the the. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. They might be able to make the Rams go to the visitors' dugout, or a locker room, not dugout, which would be a that hilarious game. <laughs> but honestly, I I hate when me and Steve are on the same page. <laughs> I, I think the Rams, I mean, I think it's probably going to be a close game, probably within a touchdown. But, I mean, I can see the Rams winning, like, 31-24, 31-27. Um, I, I just don't know, but I can't wait for Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be the marquee matchup. So we'll have to see two weeks, uh, pro bowl, obviously next week, but we'll get to the super bowl, um, in a couple weeks. I'm very excited. So moving on, uh, staying in the NFL, uh, we had big blockbuster news on Saturday during the snowstorm. I think it was Saturday, but it came out, uh, that Tom Brady was retiring from the NFL or he was announcing his retirement. Uh, everyone starts giving their like farewell. Big Red Zone said th- the thank you tweets. We were this. Everyone was raining in. Even TB12, like the TB12 Twitter account, was tweeted out like a montage of memories. Thank you for Tom. And then probably about five hours into it, it was like, wait a minute, this isn't official yet. Everyone started coming out. His dad makes a comment. The, uh, What's his name? Um, the Bucks organization makes a comment. His agent makes a comment. Um, Tom's not hasn't made any decision yet, and now we're like left in a limbo where Tom's not retired, but he is. Re- he's like probably going to retire. Uh, my two cents, and I'm interested to hear what you guys think. I think someone just messed up and leaked it too soon. He's supposed to get 15 million dollars if he stays through Friday. I think it's this Friday. He gets a $15 million bonus if he's on the roster. He's 100% staying on the roster until Friday for $15 bucks. Uh, my theory was he didn't want anyone to know. He already had in his mind he was going to retire. And then on the last episode of Man in the Arena, he was going to put out, and I'm walking away from the season. Like, he's, he's retiring. I think that's what he was trying to do. And someone messed up, leaked it, and now he's, like, trying to backtrack to try to, like – keep that uh you know he's a wants to get his bonus and b he's trying to like have that suspense for the last episode of man in the arena but i think i think it's a good chance he's done like all the signs point that he's retiring which i a couple weeks ago i said i don't think there's a chance because he just won the mvp and you know it was a tough loss to the rams like in all like they were right in that game and they had the game and he's a couple bombs to cooper cup away from winning another uh, going to OT and having a chance to go to the NFC championship. So all the signs are pointing to he's retiring right now, 
but I think it was just a mess up. And I think he's trying to save face and say, announce it on his own terms, which he deserves to do. Yeah. I do kind of want to see how this ends up shaking out, whether it's he comes out by himself or announces it in man in the arena or whatever, whatever it may be. Or for all we know, he flips and says, I'm coming back for another year. So I don't know where this is going to lead. And until it comes from him himself, I'm not kind of, you know, write him off at any point. I went through the whole grievable process. <laughs> <laughs> I had every emotion in the book. It sucked. Don't recommend it. My mind, he's retired. I, I truly think a week ago, week and a half, or a week ago, I didn't think he was retired. Because one, the, uh, the I'll retire when I suck. I'm on the, I don't think he wins MVP this year. I think Rodgers gets it. Um, however, did he deserve it? Yeah, probably. But regardless, I don't think you finish top two in the MVP and retire. Also, I think like he is that broken defensive play away from arguably being in the NFC championship game. Like right. all the people on the Bucks defense were like, yeah, we had a miscommunication. Like we thought they were half the people thought they were a man. Half the people thought they were in zone. Stafford made a nice ball to cup cup came up big. They lost. Like it is what it is. And like, I also think Brady deserves a retirement tour, but now that they push back that man in the arena, all the rumors came out like Giselle vocally even more has been like, yeah, like, and then he's been talking about his family. I think he's done, man. And I'm in the same boat. I think he was probably going to announce it in that, or they backtracked because he didn't have his Instagram video ready to go. I did see (laughs) while we were going, um, I did see that he had talked about, um on his podcast that he's day-to-day so i mean who knows but i think you're right well as soon as i read that i think it's like the 15 whatever five 15 million dollar bonus by like february 6th i mean that's a no-brainer dude right i don't care if you're jeff bezos you know walking yeah. away no you gotta cash dollars. that in yeah uh, and just to he'll probably wait till the next monday i think it's a friday i think it's this friday even or the maybe yeah, friday fall it could be that and so I think he was just, he probably told someone I'm going to retire, but I'm waiting to announce it. And someone jumped the gun and tweeted, uh, told someone, and then they tweeted it out. I just think it was, I think it was someone messed up in the Brady camp. Cause even his like personal assistant is out trying remember that was, a, that was rumored his personal assistant from back. He's been with him since he was with like early days of the Patriots. He just was asking Mahomes, Allen. He was like applying for other jobs. Like he was looking out. So why does Brady's assistant need a new person to work with? Yeah. I I mean, all the signs are even Gronk saying, I don't know if I really want to play. I mean, if Gronk's saying that, that's obviously like he knows Tom's like. That was another big sign because Gronk's not coming back if Brady doesn't come back. No, zero. I think there's a chance Gronk doesn't come back even if Brady does come back. But the only way Gronk's coming back is if Brady comes back. So when he was like, because obviously they've had these conversations. Plus, Jules fed right into being like, happy retirement to the GOAT. Yeah. I think they've probably had some. 
Like, I just think it's his teammates. I mean, Godwin, Mike Evans, everyone was tweeting. Is TB12, TB12, his own company, tweeted out stats on a great and then deleted it. Also, one big reason that I'm like, in my mind, it's like 100% that he's going to retire. Shefty doesn't miss like that. Yeah. He's the Adam Schefter is the pinnacle of sports reporters. Like he does not fuck that up. You do not fuck up the Tom Brady retirement announcement. That just doesn't happen. And it's Adam Schefter. And honestly, people are going to question his credibility. And then I think Brady probably waits till after the Super Bowl. So it's not a distraction and the only talking point going in. But as soon as like a week after the Super Bowl, I think Brady probably announces that he's retiring whether it be a man of the arena, one of his cool Instagram videos, whatever it is, I'm probably going to grieve all over again, but not as bad as I did on Saturday. But yeah. I mean, in my mind, he's, he's just done. Like, yeah. and again, that was a totally different situation than a week ago, but it's just one of those that like, I think when there's smoke, there's fire. And I think there's too much smoke. I think there's been too. Yeah. Like you said, there's been so much stuff that's come out in the last week. Like I said, you know, Besides the Saturday, like he's retiring, a lot of rumors were coming out. Gronk came out that last week at towards the end of last week that he was saying he was going to retire. Uh, his and personal assistant said it so quick. Yeah, he's like, if you ask me right now, I'm done. Like, yeah. these conversations are had because I mean, realistically, Tom knows it impacts Gronk's career. Like, he's not just going to let him find out from an Instagram video, right? I don't and, know. I just think. I think Tom's also like a good, I think he's a good dude and he doesn't want to, I think he's having these conversations with the Bucks organization too. Cause he knows we talked about it last week on the podcast uh, after they lost. Cause we were debating, is he going to retire or not? Uh, this, I mean, the Bucks go back to being a basement team. Like they're not, a, they're not a Super Bowl contender when he leaves. Cause now yeah. Godwin, Godwin is like, does Godwin come back to the Bucks? Does he go to find a new place? Like, you know what I mean? So this vet, like, I think he is filling in his organization. I think he's filling in his teammates. I think he's filling in. Um, and I think Pops, you know, Papa Brady just tried to have his back and was like, you know what? Uh, he's not, he hasn't made a decision yet. Which I understand completely because it's Tom Brady. He deserves every right to announce his own retirement. Right. And I understand if he's pissed at Shefty, but that's Shefty's job. Right. Like, that's the biggest scoop in recent NFL history, like the GOAT is retiring, you don't sit on that. Because yeah. if he sits on that and Rappaport breaks it, yeah. that's big. Like, I don't blame Shefty at all. I still think Shefty's probably right. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. To kind of put a bookend, I guess we'll see with Tom retirement. We'll see what he has to do, like what's coming out of it. Let me ask you this, or both of you guys this. Is Jamar Chase already a top five wide receiver? Damn. I need to see it more, I think. Yeah, I've done in my head, I say no. Like, I think he, like, he's come on strong the second half of the year. And really, when I say second half, I mean the last, like, six weeks. Yeah. I think he's come out unbelievable. And I think. Well, he started the year crazy, too. Yeah, and then he slowed down. I think we talked about because we were talking about rookie of the year. Zach picked him as rookie of the year. Um, I think I, picked, I think he's gonna get rookie of the year. I do. 
I think Zach's right. I picked Mac Jones, but I, I think I think the way he's finished the year, started and finished the year, I think he gets it. I don't think yet. If I had to say right now, I don't think he is, but um, I think he can. I think within the next year, I think he can be. Uh, yeah. I'm Zach, to you have him top top five? No, if I if I really thought about it, he's probably I'd probably put him in the top ten, top fifteen. I don't I don't think top five. I think yeah. I I would put him top ten. I you'd have to put I... Cup, Devontae Adams, just off the top of my head, and then Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. Maybe I'd probably put. Oh man, yeah, Justin Jefferson. I put it, Jefferson ahead of him. I probably put. I put Devontae Adams, Debo ahead of him. Ah, I think mm, that's a tough one. Debo ahead of him. Um, I would put Devonte definitely ahead of him. I personally put Diggs ahead of him. Diggs, cop. Yeah, I think I think Jet is ahead of him. Who? Je- Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd say that too. I didn't. You put Cup. I I put <sighs> Cooper Cup. Yeah, it, I would. I would put. I'd put Tyreek ahead of him still. Tyreek. That's what I was going to say is Tyreek Hill. I'd put him ahead of him. I think you could make an argument for him being somewhere like five to seven. Um, I think Debo is an interesting argument. Could definitely make that argument. I think one that's probably slept on is A.J. Brown. I think I he's just so big and physical. Um, that's why I think a DK like is DK ahead. Of, do you put him ahead of DK? I would put Jesus ahead of DK. Yeah, because I think it's DK. It's a sixty-yard bomb or nothing. That's true. Uh, well, not you know what I mean. Not nothing, yeah. but no, his most effective is a deep ball. Chase does everything. Like you saw, um, was it last last week against the Titans? He took the seventy-yard screen. Yeah. Like, and he's dynamic. Don't get me wrong. And I'm in the boat that I understood why Burrow wanted him, but I was like, dude, you need a left tackle. Like Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow tore his ACL last year because the offensive line was inept. Like, so that's why I thought you had to go Sewell. Obviously, they're not in the Super Bowl without Jamar Chase. And I think the what was it, the 12 reception for 270 yards and three or four TDs. To win, that was to win the uh, AFC North. I think that's what's going to separate the rookie of the year. Honestly, that one game. Yeah, I'd agree. Because uh, me and my buddies were having this conversation. Like, I think Mac was like minus 300 going into that week. And we had this conversation. I was like, ah, I, I think Chase is, is definitely going to close the gap if he doesn't overtake him. And a couple of my buddies were like, dude, you're on crack. And then all of a sudden, Jamar Chase was like a minus 200 favorite. It was like, holy shit, I didn't expect that much. But I'd probably put him at seven in the least six, seven. You can make the argument maybe five, but I think, I think the big ones, Devontae, Cup, um, Jefferson. I go back and forth on Cup too. Like he's so good, but I think if you're taking, if you're pulling all 32, NFL starting quarterbacks, Stafford's the only one that's taken cup. Really? Uh, I, I, yeah. love I love Cooper Cup. He's a fantasy darling. I like I literally he I had him in our league that we won. I had him and Stafford, right? Yeah. And I don't know if league. he had did you have Stafford? 
Yeah, I had them double. And whatever league I had them, I had them double. So, like, I love Cooper Cup. It was funny. I saw someone say the other day that he was the greatest white athlete on the planet right now, which made me laugh. Um, But I don't know if I can consciously say he's better than Jamar Chase or Debo or – it's like the dude, it's like the Edelman argument or the Hunter Renfro argument. Like they're great at what they do. I mean, Cup is better than either one of them. Yeah, I, I don't think I think just the fact of like he set the reception record. He has I don't know how many yards he finished with. No, uh, he didn't even set the record. Michael Thomas still has it. He still he didn't set the record. I thought he set he was pretty close. Was he close to the record? I thought he came up a couple catches short. Did he? He probably might have done that. But uh, I think a receiver was sleeping on is DeAndre Hopkins too. But I think the injuries might start adding up for him. Yeah, I think a healthy DeAndre Hopkins. He's probably I would argue top three in the league. But he's the last year or two, last year. Yeah, at least, but we don't know if he'll ever be that healthy. That's what I'm saying. Like the last year, I think has dropped him down in that in that list. Uh, I think a top ten receiver that people don't really give him credit for, just because of how loaded that offense is. I think CD's probably at the bottom bottom somewhere, probably like ten to twelve. I put him. I put him close to like he's got to be at the bottom of the top ten, if not like you said eleven. Like top, he's definitely top fifteen. You could make the argument of bottom ten. Like the not like close to ten. I think he's yeah. like I forget what he was like. Like outside, I think he was in the four. He's like top five in best receiving grade in the the season. Like he, he had like some. I forget. I looked it up earlier because I was looking up the receivers, and he was like had really good. Like if you compare him to other receivers in the NFL, I think he had really high grades and yeah. numbers um and he just he i saw him and like looking at his numbers in fantasy football like just looking at the number standpoint he does get a lot of he gets yeah. a lot of a lot of numbers in an offense that has like you know mark cooper and you know you have to feed zeke you have to he uh-huh. has a lot of mouths to feed so um, i guess kind of going back to the original question uh, at first i was gonna say no i don't think chase is top five but as I'm thinking through it, I think the only ones I would definitively put ahead of them are Devontae, um, Justin Jefferson. I think Diggs, and then I think you could make the argument for Cup. You could make an argument for Debo. He's somewhere in that four to seven range. I put Tyree Kill above him too. Yeah, Tyree. I would put Tyree. So I guess that five to seven range. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's a safe spot. Uh, today, Josh McDaniels was announced uh, the Raiders head coach. I mean, it's everyone said they saw it coming within the last couple of days when we were talking about potential places like for the Raiders and stuff like that. I didn't think Josh was, you know, I didn't think Josh would go there. He goes there with uh, what's his name, um, who's becoming the GM. He was the player personnel guy. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. He's the Patriots player. Ziegler, yeah, Z- Ziegler, Ziegler. He's now the G- yeah, he's the GM there. Uh, Josh is now the head coach, which I think is perfect for Josh because he has someone he can trust being the GM. He knows he's going to be listened to, but he doesn't have to make those decisions, which I think that's what he learned from the last time he was uh, his last head coaching position because he stunk at building a team. But 
you know, we'll see how he can do as a head coach. Now he has like, it's less pressure. It's just, you know, coach the team he's given in front of him and he's got a pretty decent team in front of him too. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're coming off the, they went 10 and seven, went to the playoffs. I do think the Raiders did, uh, what is it? Rich Biscasha dirty. I thought he probably should have got the job. I understand. The interim coach? Yeah. Yeah. Like, here. like they rallied for him. What do they win? Six straight to make the playoffs. Um, you saw, I don't know if you saw Max Crosby, Derek Carr, their stars, like did huge tributes to him. Everyone's saying like, as good a coach he is, he's even better, like human and shit. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent on Josh leaving. I think, I think Josh, I really thought he'd be the next future Patriots head coach. So I think that's probably a good thing that I feel like Belichick's probably not on his way out yet. Um, but I feel like Josh's play calling kind of gets stagnant sometimes. So, um, I think Bill O'Brien's probably the natural fit. Yeah. I don't know if there's mutual interest there. I've seen Joe Brady's name be thrown around. And obviously we saw what Joe Brady did with, with Joe Burrow. He wasn't great in, uh, Carolina, but I mean, he also had Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Sam Darnold. So I feel like max an upgrade there. Um, but I mean, Zig, we have enough front office guys. Bill yeah. still pulls the strings. Right. I'm not worried right. about that. Yeah, I think it's more, more. It's more I think Josh. Or my thing is, it kind of sucks that Mac was like getting comfortable with the playbook, and now it might get switched up. Right. And obviously, it's, you're not going to bring someone in that's like a total switch up. But I think Bill O'Brien's just the natural one. Start running more two tight end sets and. See, see what John o. Smith can do. Cause I think, I think it's crazy to cut John o. Smith. Like I've seen some people do it or say, but mm. I mean, you need to utilize him. He's a weapon. We saw it in Tennessee. They so, didn't use him at all. You yeah. and Jack kind of ran down my wish list is I, I'm not heartbroken by any means that McDaniels is gone. I mean, is he off? He's, is he an offensive genius when he really puts his mind to it? Yes. But at the same time, he does kind of fall into a pattern of, you know, like you said, Jack, stagnant playing calling, you know, it just gets kind of repetitive at some, or he like will refuse to do something if it's not part of his game plan. Bill O'Brien makes a ton of sense. That's the, that's the guy I would lean more towards just because he knows the system. And it does suck that Mac is losing his, his OC from his rookie year. But I think, I think he's a, you know, he's a well put together pro at this point from what we saw in his rookie season that I don't think it's going to affect him that bad. I think really any playbook you put in front of him, he'll be able to kind of absorb that being said, I do hope it's something similar to what he was already working on. So it's not starting from, you know, scratch, but this was kind of inevitable. I, I don't think unless bill was telling Josh, Hey, I only have blank years left. I think this is inevitable that McGinn was going to get another shot. Um, so I think this is something they were all maybe not planning for, but at least had an ideas of what they were going to do if this had happened. So I, I, I trust Bill to be able to fill in these spots. Here's my oh. two, my two takeaways from this is like, I think you guys have hit on it. One. I don't, I think this tells that we got bill for at least five years, like within five years, three to five, I think that's safe. Cause if Josh here is like, I only got two more seasons left. I think he sticks around because I think if you're trying to make a decision, do I want to coach the Patriots and kind of run the show or do I want to coach the Raiders? I think it's no, 
contest, I think you want to coach the Patriots. So it's like, if you say two seasons, it's like, all right, I can get, I've been here for 20 years. I can be here for another two and then have, you know, the rest of my coaching, hopefully the next 20 years for the Patriots, you know, you can keep up the success. So I think that shows like, you know, now it's going three to five years. I don't know when I'm going to retire. It's like, Josh, it's like, I want to, you know, get that other crack. So I think that's the one thing. Um, that's a good thing. I agree with who you're bringing in. Billy O's my, my guy. The one thing I'll say that's negative about Billy O'Brien is it is a total change from Josh McDaniels. Anytime Mac made a mistake or something, Josh would say, give him a fist pump and say, don't worry, bud. We got you next time. Billy O will tell you, you stink. You're terrible. Uh, that's a, why, why would you make that play? He's, he's more fiery, which maybe we could use with Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a psychopath. Like, I think maybe he could, the you know, I think he could use, maybe use that. I don't, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing because Bill's going to tell you like it is. Josh is more of a coddler and will like kind of help you through it. I mean, we saw it a couple of years, like back in the day with Bill and Tom, they got in Billy O and Tom got in each other's faces. Cause they were telling, like he told Tom Brady, why'd you make that? You know, I blamed him for a play. So I think a key in that is, um, you know, Billy O has ties with, um, Alabama bill has ties with Alabama. I think he's going to talk to him. See, Hey, do you think Mac could, I think Mac's going to benefit or, or do you think that's a good fit for him? And I think he'll tell him straight up. And I think that, I think that will tell the story there. I think bill O'Brien, the positive is I think he, he was here during the Aaron Hernandez Gronk years. Right. So I think that's what we um, need. That's what McDaniels was in, um, in Denver. Uh, yeah, so QB coach that he went to OC, then he went from ROC to Penn State, then Penn State to Houston, and then to Bama, right? I think something like that. Who, Billy O? Or, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I think that's, I'm talking, yeah, I think you're right. Because, well, my, my point is like, we were like, what, 27th in usage of tight ends this season? And you, most of your money in the offensive end is to your two tight ends. So that has to change. Like, I think you need to, I think Juana Smith is better than what he, we saw last week, last year. Hunter Henry. Yeah, I think he's right. Johnny Smith can be better than Hunter Henry. Yeah. I think. I don't want to say use him in a Debo like role. Cause he's not Debo, but I want, I'd like, I think you could, I guess a Hernandez role is the best way to describe it. Honestly. Right, the backfield. He's a perfect compliment to Hunter Henry, I think. Yeah, so I think I think that's the benefit of bringing in Billy O because he's going to bring in a lot of that old style playbook, and I think that will benefit. Um, I think that's a good thing for the Patriots. Um, I do want to get into because uh, at some point today, because we're all three of us have been very outspoken on this, and I do want to get to this before we uh, the end of the show. Hall of Fame was finally voted on. It was the day after our, our podcast came out, which of course, like it always happens the day after we release the podcast, the big, like the story actually breaks big poppy. The only guy to get in bonds and Rogers screwed out of the hall of fame race. They, they dropped out right at the end. They had the percentage and then they just fell out at the end. Um, two things. One hap so happy for David Ortiz. Cause he was close. Like I, he was closer than I would have liked. Uh, percentage wise uh, but it's just a sham that the guy who has the most Cy Young awards 
isn't in the Hall of Fame. The guy with the most home runs isn't in the Hall of Fame. And the guy with the most hits is in the in history that isn't in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is irrelevant to me. It's a farce. And uh, I just, I'm very upset with the results of this Hall of Fame vote. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Ortiz was the first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I think it's, it's bullshit that Clemens, Bonds, and Schilling aren't in. I even think Schilling's getting shafted because of his political views. Um, I mean, when I was looking at the ballot, you, you have your 10 votes. I had 10 guys I would have voted for, all of them truly deserving maybe maybe not i mean i think a rod's a hall of famer but i think his negative or his, his positive tests will hurt his case i think the same thing with manny he's got the sweetest swing i've ever seen but again his testing positive multiple times is gonna hurt him so i can i can see not voting for them i think andrew jones is a hall of famer i think billy wagner is one of the best relief pitchers of all time i think he's a hall of famer and I would have voted for uh, Todd Helton and Scott Rowland as well. But I think Helton – I mean, I think, sorry, Rowland will probably make it. He was close at, this year. He was at 63% right now. Um, next year's ballot is pretty weak. Me and my buddy – or me and my roommate uh, had this, I guess, talk. The other yep. day we were talking about it. Beltron's the best, and I feel like Beltron's like a – borderline hall of fame he won't get in after the whole astros and i forgot about that he's not gonna get it we talked about it last week we went through all the first ballot guys and the best guy on there was who who was the best guy on there we like well beside beltron because we said beltron won't get in because of the cheating stuff i forget who the name what name we said i mean john lackey that was i think i think that might have been the other one that was the one guy we said had a chance and 2024 is interesting. I mean, you got Beltre. I think he's a hall of famer. I think Joe Maurer has a good shot. I think I'm in the minority, but I think Chase Utley is a hall of famer. He's one of the best second basemen of my career or my lifetime. Sorry, not career, but then there's Um, other guys like holiday. I think his prime was too short. Bartolo has the longevity, but not like, the, the yeah, but he's just Batista a fan was, favorite. Yeah, Batista was great for a while, but not Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. Although he had what four hundred something home runs. Yeah, uh, three forty four. Um, but after mm-hmm. af- after you don't put in Bonds and Roger and I, I and again I've been outspoken about Kurt Schilling too because I mean. You may not like what he says post career, but if you ended the day after he got ended his career and you said if he's a Hall of Famer or not, I think everyone, most people would say yes, because he was just nails in the playoffs, three championships, key contributed to all three championships, two different teams, two different leagues. I just think it's ridiculous. And he has one of the most iconic moments in MLB history with the bloody sock. I, I and you've, I've heard you use this, I, we use it on this show. Can you tell the story of baseball without these guys? If you can, if you can't, then they're in the Hall of Fame. And I don't think you can tell the story of baseball without Schilling, without Roger, without Bonds, without Pete Rose. You can't tell the story of baseball without these guys. And for some reason, they are not. Well, I know the reason. They're not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, I think you could even add A Rod to that list. Once you a- yeah, A Rod too. I I'm A Rod was on my ballot. I voted. I would have voted for A Rod because I just think. Well, yeah, when I went through, I mean, 
I think the only two really questionable ones for me were Manny and A-Rod, but I think that's because they actually tested positive. Like Bonds, Clemens, even Ortiz, they didn't test positive. So I'm just going to believe some bullshit that the MLB recanted, at least for Ortiz. Like, do I think Bond and Clemens did steroids? Yeah, I do. But I also think we, we refer to it as the steroid era. Yeah, like they also saved the league. Like the league was dying, and they saved. Yeah, I mean, I, saved baseball. I honestly, I think you could argue Sosa McGuire Hall of Famers too. Yeah, I, like how do you not tell the the home run chase of '98? Like, what was it '98? Right? Was that I the year we, that? It was like '98, '99. So. Like, had a thirty for thirty on it at one point. I watched. Yeah, it. the yeah. Midsummer Classic is what they called it. I think right because it was the home run derby. Help. It, was, it yeah. was the home run derby and that season who was going to win the home run crown. And it was yeah. just, I agree. They saved baseball because baseball was declining a lot and they made it interesting oh. again. Something interesting I heard and I, I, just real quick before we move on to the people's topic. Um, I heard, did you guys know why the real reason the character clause was made? Do you ever hear this? I, I didn't know this. And some guys, this, I, I could be wrong with this. I try to look it up, but I heard this on sports radio. The reason the character clause was in place was because this guy, the commissioner of the league, made it a rule because there was some guy that fought in World War II who was playing in the league or World War I, whatever, and died and didn't get to come back. And they wanted to put him in the Hall of Fame because he was the first veteran to die who played in the league. And his numbers weren't great. They were like two. I forget the name. It was like 260. He was not a great player, but they wanted to honor him and put him in the Hall of Fame. So they made the character clause. So the initial character clause was made to help someone get into the Hall of Fame. And now a yeah. hundred something years later, it's keeping some of the best players out. Yeah. It's, it's- I didn't know that, but I'm not really surprised. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, I just think it's bullshit. Like, it I don't is. care. It's ridiculous. Are. I think Kurt Schilling. Is the Hall of Famer? What's he got? Three rings. Uh, he, I mean, he's got the co MVP with uh, Randy, Johnson. Randy Johnson. He's got right. the numbers. I mean, I don't he was know. a My main contributor team. on all three rings. He was like either one A or one B on, on every the, single the team. Dog. He's a playoff dog. That's yeah. the best way to describe him. I think my solution to the whole steroid debacle is. Let the hitters take steroids. Let the pitchers use spider attack, and let's have fun. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like I said, I don't mind steroids. I mean, Bud Selig didn't have a problem with it, so right. Yeah. And, and, and Bud Selig is so much cooler than Rob Manfred. That one thousand percent. Rob sucks. Manfred's awful. Clip that. Tough. Rob Manfred's a fucking pussy. <laughs> That's gonna be the, the clip of the week. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about Rob Manford. Uh, the, there is no fans of him on here. And also all the money that these, these sports writers, that's why I like, we talked about last week with, uh, what's his name? The Boston sports writer, Shaughnessy, all the money this guy has made off of David. Ortiz. He does all the money he's made off of David Ortiz. And he doesn't even vote for him just because he wants to be that guy. It's just, it, it, that's what's wrong with the voting process of the hall of fame it's these guys that never played baseball and they'd made all this money off him and they want to make more money being the guy that like you said danny football last week you want to be the guy that didn't vote for david ortiz it's like it's ridiculous it's it's really hall of famers should vote for hall of famers i like that 
if the Hall of Fame tells me Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens isn't Hall of Famers, okay, I'll respect it. Yeah. But we got chumps like Dan Shaughnessy and some of these fucking idiots that have ballots. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. These guys that haven't been able to hit a can't hit a curveball are deciding who's going to be the, that Barry Bonds didn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. Uh, but this is an ongoing battle. This has been something that I think all the three years of the Big Red Zone history we have complained about, and it doesn't look like we're any closer to figuring out a answer to this uh, this problem. And I mean, it's going to be a couple of years before the ballot gets good again. So. Congratulations. You kept three more people that deserved it out of your hall of fame. It's ridiculous, but let's end on a positive note. Let's get to uh, the last segment, the people's topic. It's the people's topic, baby. People's topic. All right. So for people's topic, you're writing our Instagram and Twitter page at big red zone. Give us a comment a topic, whatever you want us to talk about. All right. This comes from Ed, Josh McDaniels. And he said, and seeing Brady is Vegas or nah? No, I don't think he's going to no. follow Josh in Vegas. That's not, they have Derek Carr. Plus I, if he's either going to retire or stay in Tampa. I think I Byron know. Leftwich is a better OC than McDaniels. Well, McDaniels is obviously the head coach now, but yeah. Um, I think, I can I think that. he's realistically looked better in Tampa than he ever no, I don't want to say ever has, but like he's good. I don't know. I don't. He's either bucks or retires, unless he yeah. signs a one, one day deal with us. Well, I don't count that. I think he is eventually going to sign a one deal with the Patriots just to yeah, retire. I, the I would be genuinely shocked if he played next year and it wasn't for the Buccaneers. Yeah. I would be more surprised if he played somewhere next year that wasn't for the Buccaneer Bucks. Than he was that I was when he left New England because in the back of my head there was like a shot that he was leaving New England. I don't think there's any shot he would leave Tampa. No, I think the only thing he does is sign a one day contract with the Patriots just to retire. Yeah. Patriots. I agree. Um, I could he, see him also not doing that and just retiring, not signing the one day with the Pats. Yeah, yeah I mean he I could, could possibly do that. Yeah. I think I think he's I think he will do it, but I could also I wouldn't be surprised if we just said I'm retired with the Bucks. Uh, going to Instagram real quick, uh, Rosie and uh, it's my aunt. She goes spring training. Might uh, not even I, happen at this point. Might not happen. I'm hoping for it. Fingers crossed. I, I think I it's still gonna... think there's too much money for them to delay the season. I think you could get a reduced spring training. I think there's too much money on the line to delay the season. And I think, I mean, the players, so I think the play, the last vote, the players came back and they got rid of a big thing. The owners got rid of a big thing. I think they're getting closer to a agreement. Uh, I think you're right. I, I, I just don't see them pushing it up, but I could see them cutting into spring training a little bit. Also, like, let's be real. Do any of us think that the second they're unlocked out, Carlos Gray isn't going to sign? Seiya Suzuki's not going to sign? These players yeah. know where they're going. Yeah. There's going to be tampering investigations. They're going to lose a 47th round pick and no one's going to give a fuck. Yeah. Let's play baseball. Yeah. Uh, the last question we already talked about it. Actually, ironically enough, Jack Moran asked this question, but this comes from our boy, Joseph underscore Celia. He writes in is Jamar chase, a top five wide receiver. That was his question. Um, Jack, you say. I'd you say, say I, 
argue five to seven. Zach? I think definitely top ten. You can you can argue them. You could probably argue him into the top five. I'd say somewhere in the top ten. I don't yeah. think there's any debate. He's top ten. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I think he's top ten. I think he's like in the middle. I don't know if I put him at five, but I need to see a bigger sample size. But I think he's already as a rookie being a top ten receiver in the league. I think that's that's huge, and I think he is. That I think shows he's like, you how good LSU is, dude. Because back to back years. They had Jetta last year and Jamar this year. Yeah. yeah. And Jefferson, I would say, is a top five receiver in the league right now. He's one of the guys. Would or wouldn't? I would. I would yeah, say he's I would. top. I, th- I would say he's like a four, four or five, maybe even three receiver in the league. That about wraps it up this week uh, for the people's topic. Remember, you can write on our Instagram and Twitter page at Big Red Zone. Give us a follow, leave us a comment, whatever you want us to talk about. Uh, also, remind reminder to go subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the like button on this video as well as all our other videos. Uh, my thanks to Jack Moran, as always, always welcome on the Big Red Zone. It's been a long a pleasure, time. Boys. And as always, Danny Football, the champion of co-ed soccer. I need Jack to keep that BMF belt warm and then see if I can get oh, it. Oh, yeah, where is it? Bring it out. Uh, I don't think we've ever showed it off, have we? I don't know if it's ever made an appearance. Let's show that baby. Made it myself. Me me and Zach's BMF upside down. BMF belt for us. He doesn't even know how to wear it. (laughs) It's all right. Just bask in the glory. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Before Jack's head gets any bigger in this episode. Thanks for everyone listening. Have a great week, everyone.